You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 168, recorded April 18th, 2023. The topic for this episode is Cloud Strider Legacies, part one. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. Yo. Uh, we encourage feedback. Uh, it can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at HeyIsOrchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Uh, five stars is the actual number of stars you should leave us. Uh, the place to do it probably is uh, Apple iTunes, but you can do it wherever you can leave reviews. Uh, you can find us in our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub, but there's also a link down in the description for this episode if that's easier for you. Come hang out with us. Uh, you can also find us on our Instagram where I don't ever really post anything at Guardians of Lore or Guardians of Lore. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit our Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps and we really do appreciate it. Thanks again to our subscribers, Valoragna, Linkman22, Cursebreaking Reckoner, Warlock Doom, and Unnamed Guardian. We really appreciate you guys supporting us every single month. If you would like to do a uh, monthly subscription to our podcast, you can do that on Ko-Fi and then also have your name read out. We're going to try to do that in every single episode from now on. So you can be immortalized in the podcast. Notice how they said, we're going to try. We both have ADHD. Man, I forget stuff all the time. <laughs> I forget if I you had know, breakfast this morning. Man, you know what? We're going to try really hard. I put stuff on post-it notes. I write myself notes. I write myself reminders. And I still fucking like miss all sorts of stuff. So I'm going to do my best. Um, but you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com. Alongside many impressive lore content creators, Elemis, if you delete my show notes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Highlights everything. I was copying them. I saw you highlight everything and I was like, if you hit delete, you are dead to me. <laughs> I kind of want to now. Please don't do that. I need them. I was copying them so I could edit the template. But I kind of want to delete them now. This week at Guardians of Lore, the podcast is over. Elmas is going to delete everything. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. We had God. the finale mission, uh, which was called Retribution. What did you think? Actually, you know what? I'm going to say what we did. You had to meet Crow in the helm, and then we just ran roughshod over the Shadow Legion, 
and we blew up their capital ship with Crow Mithrax and Devram in tow. It was a super quick mission. And then we got a really sweet comment from Crow in the end. I think with a, you'll always be a Queen's Guard to me, finger guns. And a really meaningful radio message and a goodbye from Zavala for Amanda in the end. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It, essentially, it was like the, the message from Amanda was essentially like a last will. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking of like the actual radio message. And then he was like, had all these really sweet, nice things to say. And it was like, oh, my super- God, I was in tears. I was crying, <laughs> sitting at my desk, like wiping my eyes with my T-shirt. I'm like, ah! I, I, I was in tears because I, all all of Zavala's lines oh. this season have been reflecting his death. And it's like made me so emotional. Right. Like, like whenever he's been talking about like losing her and like and thinking of like how she's how we like live in her memory and it's made us like better guardians or something. I'm like, you're making me a better guardian in your memory. Oh my God. And and then there was so emotional. There was a line. It was something to the effect of like, you may be a small part, but you have been such a large role and I thank you for it. And yeah, it just, I, I, even now, like I'm fighting back tears. Like it's just Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. It's so emotional. It was so good. And his lines have just been like he he's been so good this season. And like I still don't give a shit about Amanda. Like, I'm sorry. She was never my favorite. <laughs> I always just saw her as like not even arm candy, just like she was always just there. I know people really liked her, and after she did my boy Crow dirty, yeah, like she was dead to me, and now she's actually dead to me. So I mean, <laughs> crispy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> after Moira made the meme of like her <laughs> for Oppenheimer, because I saw her make it her group chat, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You actually posting this? She's like, yes. <laughs> like, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. And that meme hit so hard. <laughs> She's just on fire. She's always on fire. It's I'm it's never gonna not be funny. So I mean I bring the Amanda the Amanda flaming memes, I guess. I just all I'm thinking of is like fuck me the line from from All Star. My world's on fire, mm-hmm. just on loop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Like her, her death, it was kind of meaningless. Like in the grand scheme of things, like yeah, people die all the time. It's meaningless, but like to me, it's it's sad. But it's not like I'm over emotional about it because we didn't really have a strong connection to Amanda or at least I didn't. We had her background, but like the only real connection I had to Amanda was like, she helped us escape in the taken King. Like she got us this ship to leave, to go. Even then, like it, it wasn't even that she got the ship. Like, we commandeered a ship from Eris. I know. And she like, installed a part. 
Yeah, but I mean, she was there for like five seconds. So like she had more hand in like the Red War than than yeah anything. But I mean, that's like about all we got from her. I mean, Hawthorne had more to do in the Red War than she did. It's too bad Hawthorne hasn't had anything since then. Where's my Where's my gal Hawthorne? Where's my gal Hawthorne? What's she been up to? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She's talking about clans. Oh, wait. She doesn't even do that anymore. You took out Gull. Woke the woke traveler. Woke the traveler. Oh, now, now traveler's dead. Can't even wake up the traveler anymore. <laughs> I wonder if they'll unsunset that line when we wake up the traveler again. Oh, God. <laughs> woke up the true pussy. <laughs> took out the witness. Woke up the Travusi. <laughs> Gross. Oh. And then it goes. <laughs> we have derailed so That's hard. Okay. It's fine. It's very funny. Anyway, you get Amanda ship in the hangar with her will, and it's kind of cool. It's very like Tex Mechanica. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's a very, yeah, it's a very Tex Mechanica ship, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I liked it. So I'm. I'm not going to use it, but Me neither. I thought it was a nice ship. The lore on it is cool. If you read yep. the lore, it's Amanda as a teenager being a snot-nosed teenager. Yep. So I kind of liked it. We'll probably do the lore at some point. At some uh, point. Do you want to talk about the patch notes from this week's update? We have a couple that we liked. The rest of them we didn't, so we're not going to talk about those. We're only going to talk about the ones we liked. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh, the exotic from last season, Revision Zero. I love that exotic. I love that mission. The mission was so good, and the oh. exotic is so useful. I'm I'm waiting for them to bring that that exotic mission back next season i know me too it was so much fun but anyway so they they fixed fourth times a charm on hunter trace or hunter's trace Mm -hmm. fourth times a charm actually resets hunter's trace now oh god and hunter's trace is the actual like sniper functionality of revision zero right the one that does like the big bang bangs yes Mm -hmm. yes it's it's when it does the big bang bangs. Um, well, it does like the little thwap thwaps <laughs> when it's not doing that. And it does the big bang bangs when it's in the hunter's trays. Just have to be specific. Anyway. I'm um, I'm a professional element. <laughs> so when it's doing the big bang bangs, um, uh-huh. it's now doing Thank 25% you. more. And when it's doing the little thwap thwaps. It's doing 75% more. But it's in the two round heavy bursts, not in the four. Yeah, it's only the thwap thwap, not the thwap 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 thwap. Yeah, not the four round bursts, the two round burst. My God, what has become of me? Uh, You're the one who did it. It was not my doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the next one? They also fixed an issue that prevented players from interacting with the, the evidence board at the conclave, I think it is. Think uh-huh. After you get the exotic glaive. It's it's supposed to be that you only have to get one exotic glaive and you can go to the evidence board and get the other two. Mm-hmm. The glitch was that if you previously had gotten the glaive, you couldn't go to the evidence board to pick up the others. Yeah, I couldn't get the other ones. Right. 
I, mm-hmm. I still had one, the Warlock one to get, even though I specifically grinded the Warlock and I had an exotic glaive drop for the Warlock or while I was on Warlock. It ended up being the glaive for Hunter. That's weird. Pissed me off because I didn't want to be on my Warlock. Ugh. I was like, fuck this. That's rough days. Rough days, <laughs> man. Rough days. What about the last one? I feel like you should cover this one. Oh, the best dress combination was added. And I also used it. Oh. Uh-huh. I They um, brought back uh, zone controls back this week. So I when I logged into Destiny and I did the mission from today, and I also did some uh, zone control and gave someone best dressed, even though they were not, I guess, the best best dressed they could have been because I'm kind of picky. I was also like the only one that gave out commendations in that round, and I was like, team, you guys didn't even win. Like, why am I even trying to give you commendations? You're all terrible. <laughs> oh. so uh, One last thing that I actually do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. They added a new 6v6 connection-based matchmaking uh, weekly rotator. Yes. That includes clash, zone control, and rift. And then they took the existing party rotator or 6v6 party rotator, and that's now mayhem, momentum control, and scorched. Yeah. So this week it is momentum. Yep. Uh huh. Anyway, that was it. Coming up uh, in the near future is Guardian Games, the last Iron Banner, end of the season. There's about a month left, I think. Yes. Of the season ish. Yes. I don't know. Um, I'm like not into the season very much. Like I I did some of it. Uh, I'll like go for my red borders and like that's about it. At, at, yeah. I I feel that. At this point I'm doing the raid once a week. I just hit pinnacle cap on my Titan. And actually I over the weekend is when I hit pinnacle cap and I got the cowboy helmet. Really? Yeah. Finally. Still no exotic. But anyway, for me, it was, it was more about like, I'm trying to finish certain things so that if I decide to do the major grind again, it's easier. Like guardian ranks. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get, to the very last one so that if there is something that they tie to the last one later on i just have to go in and do the seasonal stuff oh do you feel like it's easier this season to do guardian ranks and it might be harder in the following seasons because of the way that this season is set up with how few seasonal upgrades we had to do at the war table uh because they said in the future, the way the seasonal arf- artifact and the way the season's going to be set up, it's going to be different. And so this season, it was like a very normal, like you had to do 10 boxes and those were like fairly easy to get. And so it's like level up your war table. Easy. Done. We have it. Like, everyone kind of finished it in one week, I think, 
for those and it was easy to get to level seven easy to get to level eight well so but like getting so i'm, I'm to looking the upper at it levels. now the war table upgrade um was it was two upgrades right uh for that that specific guardian rank upgrade or update and then after that it was season ranks and season challenges and then complete the current seasonal activity or exotic quest on the highest difficulty. Um, so there was nothing about the war table in there. But you had to level it up. You had to get to your highest whatever for the seasonal stuff because it's baked into your seasonal stuff. It's in Vanquisher. So rank nine mm-hmm. that it actually does say like, hey, get eight upgrades. Okay. So it's in there. It's it is in there, but it's so far along that by the time it even becomes an issue, like I I don't feel like it's going to be an actual issue. Okay. Um, especially if they keep up with the whole like earn two every week, mm-hmm. because then by week four we'll have that done. Right. Um, and and just for context. The other season of defiance parts for that specific rank say get the seasonal get to seasonal rank 50 and do 20 seasonal challenges. Well, if you're doing the war table, those upgrades are earned from seasonal challenges. Right. That's going to get you to 16. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like you'll almost be done with that. And the amount of grinding that you have to do for those, you'll be around rank 15 or 50, sorry, 50, five, zero. Okay. So like, I, I feel like it's not as much of an issue. Okay. I just wondered about that. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it is a, a thing to, to ponder because it's, this is a whole new system and we're having to figure out how things work. If you actually look in the Guardian ranks specifically, it's only the sections that are highlighted in blue that will reset. So like that's why I'm I'm trying to get as far as I can so that I can go in and do like, oh hey, complete Root of Nightmares on Master Difficulty. Right. Or, you know, complete the most recently released dungeon solo and complete it on Master. That way, I'm good for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And and if they ever do add something in for that last rank, I could be like, oh, hey, I've already got that done. So let's just look at what I still specifically need to do. Right, right, right. That's really interesting. I am almost at rank nine. I just have to get to Pinnacle and finish a master and then I'm there. So I just got to get there. I'm so close. I just have to like finish getting like the rest of my armor pieces. I'm so close. <laughs> I just have to. I'm so close. Damn it. Yeah. I'm, that's that's why I was excited about hitting pinnacle cap. Yeah. That was the last thing I needed to upgrade to rank nine. I wish there was a way to like focus the pinnacle cap needs. You know, man, that's just oh, so difficult. Oh, you mean like like what we had in season of the hunt? Yeah. At the very end of the season. And then they uh-huh. were like, oh, hey, never again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
or like you have in Final Fantasy 14. <sighs> yeah. It, it it would be nice. You mean like that game where you can focus like what parts you need? Yeah. It it would be nice. Yeah. Anyway, we should move on to a lore network ad. How about you feel about that? I feel good about it. Let's do it. Cool. The Lore Network. New York's Tech Valley region is home to a video game development cluster, ranging from small independent studios to internationally recognized names. One Upstate is a new developer expo coming to Albany, New York in August of 2023. Join us for a day of panels and speakers, networking opportunities, vendors, and an after party that will be all about the games. One Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them. Visit oneupstate.com for more information. How was that Lore Network ad? Felt good in my giblies. Oh, no. <laughs> Not your giblies. I hate that. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Why? They're not your Ghiblis. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. These are the Cloud Strider legacies, which you can earn doing the quest for the Winterbite Exotic Glaive. Have you gotten the Winterbite Exotic Glaive, Elmas? I just claimed it today, actually. Did you? Did you have fun getting it? It's really long quest. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed getting it. Actually, it was kind of a fun quest to do. Yeah, yeah. It just took forever. Yeah, like I had it complete. I was just waiting for Pinnacle Cap so that I could pull it. Oh, I see. So you were just waiting so you could get like the eighteen ten. Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah, see, I didn't wait because I just wanted to get it. I was just doing it on, on like a weekend a couple weeks ago. So I was like, oh, this just seems like a fun thing to do over a weekend. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to read this first one. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is the Stargazer. One, two, three. Eyes on me, niños. It's Thursday. And you know what that means? That's right. It is Cloud Strider Day. What do the Cloud Striders do? Right again, they keep us all safe. And how do we tell them thank you? By remembering them. Today, we will learn about Stargazer. A stargazer is someone who looks into the sky and studies the stars. The Cloud Strider who picked Stargazer as their call sign was very smart. Our planet, Neptune, is a hidden world. It is very large, but with our thick atmosphere and powerful magnetic field, it is very hard to see anything on the surface. This hides our city and keeps us safe, but it also hides the universe from us. We can see the stars, but not study them. Stargazer was the first person to learn how to use math to see the sky. And Stargazer didn't just see stars, they also saw Earth. Do you know about Earth, children? That's right! Earth is a planet closer to the sun, and it's where humans came from long time ago. We thought there were no humans left on the Earth, and we could not see to check. 
But when Stargazer looked to Earth, they saw more humans. For Earth is a very dangerous place now. The people there do not go to school and they do not go to market. Instead, they are bullied by the warlords who force them to do things instead of asking nicely. Stargazer worried what would happen if the warlords ever found Neptune. They might bully us too. Our world is very hard to find, and the people of Earth had forgotten about our tiny colony ship. But on Earth, they have computers too, and the warlords might learn of us just like we learn about the stars. Stargazer traveled to Earth and used a special computer called a Warmind to make all the other computers on Earth forget about Neptune. Today, we still watch Earth, and when the warlords are gone, we will go back and help the people there clean up their world. Just like when you help your parents clean up. And doesn't everyone like having a clean home? That's all for today, Ninos. Three, two, one. Now have fun. And remember, thank you, Cloud Striders. Carlita Capybara. Capybara Corner, Season 43, Episode 19. Oh my god. You so cute. You had fun with that. Yes. In another life, I totally would want to do like a preschool show. Yeah, I I could I could see that. Um the few big takeaways from this that I got. Mhm. Aside from, you know, the kindergarten podcast part of it. Yes. Um Stargazer, who was one of the first Cloud Striders, mm -hmm. or were they the first? I think one of the first. Yeah, one of the first. They went to Earth and they actually used Rasputin, or possibly one of the submines, to completely erase all evidence of Neptune. Mm -hmm. I think it was that or Malahayati or something. I know it was one of them. You're right. Yeah. One of the submines. Mm hmm. And we actually kind of got evidence of that from last season when Rasputin was like this term, the Nephilim stronghold. But like, there's nothing to it. Somebody deleted all the information like this is directly related to that. They specifically call out the warlords. So like this is happening during it's either during or after the dark ages right so like this is post collapse mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting that this feels very much because it's for children it's kind of like how people like children learn history now yeah it, it's very watered down it's a very watered down, very whitewashed history. Like, oh, they went to Earth and like, oh, they can see Earth. And, you know, oh, like they all the warlords are gone. We'll back. We'll go back and help them clean up their world. Like nothing actually happened. It's fine. And it's like, is it? Is it really? Are you sure? <laughs> right. Saying that people are bullied by the warlords who forced them to do things instead of asking nicely is like very much just instilling them to be like, yes, you're a child. You need to ask people to do stuff nicely. 
you're not gonna tell them that like the warlords were i just keep remembering that one lore book with that young girl when um when drifter was living among them no the saladin oh oh yeah when and she wasn't even a warlord but she was but she wasn't a light bearer she was a warlord but not a light bearer yeah yeah like you could be a warlord and not be a light bearer she like killed that entire village on her own essentially yeah or was the last one living because she killed everybody yeah like in the end yeah like that one was fucked up that one and was brutal. Yeah, it was a super brutal lore book. And so going back and thinking about that, and that's what kind of sat in my mind when I read this. And I'm like, yeah, that was a messed up time. And then also thinking of like Black Armory papers mm-hmm. and those warlords that were chasing down um, like Ada One and her family because they had the Obsidian Accelerator. And Ada in her ability to, you know, shit out guns <laughs> on the run. I feel like you're dancing around a specific word here. <laughs> shit out guns. Because <laughs> she's a forge. There it is. Damn. There it is. Um, no, like... You you've got it right. It's all these like warlords are shitty. That's what this all comes down to. It, well, and and this again, like this is a a they're not wrong children's podcast kind of thing. So like yeah, or children's YouTube. Like right, right. So like they're taking the concept, they're watering it down quite a bit, and yeah. they're trying to make them sound like the big mean bully yeah which is still kind of frightening to a kid but like it's not the complete horror that they actually are you know yeah you don't want to give these kids the nightmares saying oh yeah warlords are essentially the boogeyman and we better hope that they don't find us yeah i mean this feels like a blues clues right for neo moon and kids right and they're not going to have Steve go up there and be like, yeah. Let's talk to you today about murderers. Yeah, they brutally raped and murdered a bunch of people. Let's tell you about this teenage kid for a second that killed everybody. Right. Like, let me tell <laughs> you about that. Like, blues, clues, blues, clues, find the murder. Like, we're not going to do that. Hey, kids, can we find the murder weapon? <laughs> hey, kids, what's PTSD? Let me tell you all about it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Right. It's real bad. So I can see why they do it this way. But at the same time, it's like they're not, uh, I don't know. I mean... I I don't want them to go and like whitewash their history too much. Right. Because then you get to the point of like, how much are you not telling them? Like how much of your history are you changing so they don't remember 
everything that actually happened. Because then, like, you come up to a situation like we see in certain parts of the U.S. right now where, mm-hmm. you know, history is being so whitewashed that it's like, oh, yeah, we we were part of this horrible, you know, quote, horrible thing. Everybody else thought it was horrible, but we we know the truth. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it, it's indoctrination. Yeah. So it's a weird towing of the line that you have to right, make like, with kids. I, and I, I think this actually was well, like they, they found that line and yeah. they, they wrote it well. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to read the next one and see? Because this next one is what really happened. Yeah. And this next one is the Lemonac Lee. Signal detected. Protocol. Type beam. Status. Priority. Origin recognized. CR dot stargazer. Decrypting. Recording follows. Excellent. Excellent. Boot sequences go. System is yellow. Oh, bother. That door is not going to last. No. Nope. Nope. The Golden Age Earth made things to last. Estimate... What? 12 minutes? 7 minutes. Well... We've done more with less, right, Hernandez? Hernandez? Please, I really need you to sit up now. Nod. Joseph, I need you to not die. Not after Leung and Chabra and Hadiadi. Cloud Striders are supposed to die. Not everyone else. Not part of the arrangement. Yes. Okay. We will get back to this. Ah, Malayati. I'm afraid your timing is awful. What to do now? What to do? I just need quiet, please. Breathe in. Breathe out. Malayati. Access information, strategic operations. Global scale. Permission. IC 3392-2605. Beta, beta, epsilon. Standby for new operational parameters. A little absurd, isn't it, Hernandez? These Earth survivors will kill each other over access to clean water. And we're going to teach them Chaucer? They'll debate Dufu while dying of sepsis, I suppose. Whatever they can absorb in five minutes at least, before Carnuda's inheritors break down that door. Shouldn't have shot him, I suppose. Ooh, no, no, no. Nope. 
it is just dawning now that perhaps we don't want our vindictive little crowd of sycophants pushing all the red buttons in this bunker after avenging their fallen light wielder. Hmm? No, Hernandez, I don't think we do. I said I need quiet. Quiet? Yes. Malahayati, access Warsat network. What's overhead? Gamma projector. Quick. Clean. Neurons will be dead before they register any pain. Merciful. A good deal more merciful than this warband has been with their neighbors. Not just one army, though, eh, Hernandez? No, no. So many people saw us come down here. Entire camp. Three. Maybe four hundred. People talk. Warlords listen. Wide dispersal could clean them out. Painless. No, no. You're right, Hernandez. Inappropriate. We didn't come to be judge and executioner, did we? No, we came to teach. No, not teach. We came to preach. Bring the gospel of civilization, as only we knew it. So then... How to keep the child from playing with the gun? Can't move the gun. Can't break the child's hand. So... Destroy the gun? Malahayati. Sunset protocol. Initiate full system burn. Wait. Malahayati. Access Global Archive. Access Rasputin Root IC 339-226-0695. Find Replace. Neptune equals Null. Exodus Indigo equals Null. Back. Engage Sunset Protocol. Hernandez, now we find our own way home. Well, that was very different than the whitewashed version that we got from reading the first one. And I mean, it, it still held a lot of the same information. Yeah, it definitely did. So, like, it, it wasn't as whitewashed as it could have been. Right. Um, so Laminek, Lee, uh, they still went to Earth and they went and accessed, uh, like that said before, they accessed the war mines, they accessed, uh, the subman mind Malahayati, which we were all up in that one yep. last season, like access the one that we were all up in and... <laughs> Uh, used that one to um and changed it and wiped out the records for Neptune and also um wiped out the records for uh another ship that we didn't know about. Interesting. Yeah. So and and a whole ass another ship. 
that we had no idea about Exodus Indigo. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at, at this point, we knew of blue, black, green. Yeah, black, blue, green, red, Devil Spire in Indigo. Devil Spire. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. I'm wondering if it's a. That's the derelict colony ship at the heart of the Cosmodrome. Oh, the one that didn't even actually get up off the. Okay. Yeah, the House of Devils. Okay, so that's why mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have an actual like color designation because it never actually left Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was accessible during the story mission, Kate Stash. Yeah. Yeah. So the spicy dugs are in that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the ships had other designations, like the Yang Leeway mm-hmm. was Exodus Green, right? So I I think it was more of like the Exodus and the color designation were once it was actually on a mission, which makes sense now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, like this is the first time we actually saw, you know, Exodus Indigo. Yeah. I mean, like Exodus Blue is in the Cosmodrome because that's a crucible map. Exodus Red, I don't know where that ended up. I don't know either. I think Exodus Red, I don't think anyone knows where that ended up. That was just ended up in a Grimoire card from Destiny 1. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just mentioned, but we have no idea where it actually landed. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, um but looking at all of these also, um it, who is Hernandez? <laughs> I have no clue. I think Hernandez is definitely dead and this person is just talking to them because um Everyone else died. And yeah. So so I have two thoughts on this. Uh-huh. It's either that Cloud Strider specifically went down with a crew, mm-hmm. which given the fact that they specifically were talking about how like, you know, it, Cloud Striders are supposed to die, not the people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm leaning towards. I'm assuming these people are either already dead or um, they're talking through a headset or they're dead. Yeah. And this Cloud Strider is crazy. Yeah. Because there's a point here where it says, you know, Hernandez, please, I really need you to sit up now. Nod. I need you to not die. Not after like these three died. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm leaning towards that. They came to Earth with a crew. The crew died because of uh, warlords. And Mm -hmm. this Cloud Strider is just talking to themselves because it's a stressful situation. And that's probably an easier way of processing shit than internalizing. Mm -hmm. At least for this Cloud Strider, for this, this person. Yeah. I looked up the Karunta's name uh, in Ishtar, and it's actually in the Lorelei Splendor Helm. So that's very cool. Okay. Yeah. So it says before Karun, Karun, 
Carnantes and Heritage break down that door on the Lorelei Splendor Helm. It says the crate says it was recovered from the tomb of Carunta, a warlord in the EDZ Lightbearer. Very neat detail. Bungie does that a lot, though. Yeah, I think that's a cool detail. They, they throw just like one little detail somewhere on a random piece of armor or a weapon, and then they'll come up with the actual, you know, references or the actual story for it later on. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's, it's really kind neat. of a fun way of storytelling. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, it is, I think it's a little bit, um, interesting that the Cloud Strider is kind of mentioned that, um, we didn't come to be the judge. We came to teach, we came to preach, um, of people to like, maybe not be warlords. Well, I think at this point. Because they were it, trying to help the humans. I think at this point, it wasn't so much that they knew about warlords. I think it was more of the fact that like they were, they saw that there were no major civilizations. So they fu- thought humanity had regressed, which in a way it had. Well, I don't even think that. I think they were trying to help humanity. Right. And and, and that's, that's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like this is a crew that got pulled together so that they could come to to help uplift humanity again well i don't think it's just this it's like not just this crew i think multiple times they tried to do that because there'd been like in um like if you walk around like neomuna and you get all of those like really annoying neomuna neomuna like news jace colorado Oh my god, I that guy, he either annoys me or like delights me and it depends what kind of mood I'm in. You know? Let like, let's be real. You say the same thing about me though. I say the same thing about everybody. Like <laughs> you either delight me or I want to stab you. <laughs> like it's, it just it really just kind of depends on my mood. But like he talks about um how they call all guardians warlords right there was i vaguely remember something like that um how it was because like the um because guardians weren't operating within like uh, a system of checks and balances i remember as overseen by the vanguard and so they were like because there's no control over the membership and there's no accountability. Like I just heard this today. That's why I like vaguely remember this. Um, so because of course they're going to think that like the Neomuni are like bad people for not helping earth. Like, of course you're going to think that, right? Right. You, you're yeah. going to sit there and be like, well, you saw all this issue. Like why right. didn't you do anything? Mm hmm. I mean, like, but they, if they try to help people on Earth, but all the Earth people are just like stabbing like the Neomuni people whenever they try to go help them. Right. Because obviously, like, half the crew is dead because these people are savages. Um, a lot more than just half. Like, most of them. 
Like and it's there's just one because, survivor. Like, the clouds- yeah, and it's because the Cloud Strider didn't die. Because the Cloud Strider is like a 10 foot tall monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and so the the one part that I'm I'm you had mentioned, and I'm looking at the previous entry. But mm-hmm. when Stargazer looked to Earth, they saw more humans. Mm-hmm. But Earth is a very dangerous place now. The people there do not go to school and they do not go to market. Instead, they are bullied by the warlords who force them to do things instead of asking nicely. So, like, they had no clue what was actually going on on Earth. So, like, I I, I feel confident in saying that, like, this crew went to Earth specifically so that they could, for one thing, you know, check out the situation here. Mm-hmm. And for another, so that they could try and, and help humanity in whatever way possible. And then because warlords, shit just went, you know, and hit the fan. Right. And and that's why Stargazer was like, oh, wait, no, 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 Malahyati, hold on that command. Let's erase all Neptune references and Exodus Indigo references. And now go ahead and do the command. Mm-hmm. No, like that that makes sense. I don't know. Guardians are strange and we really can't be controlled very well. Mara begs to differ. Mara is weird on her own. She but she knows exactly how to control guardians. With her boobies. I mean that's how to control your and my guardian, but no, like that's <laughs> That's not that's not what I'm referring to. <laughs> just her control guardians. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's you're not wrong, but that's not what I'm referring to. <laughs> I'm referring to, hey, I'll give you a gun if you go kill that thing. I mean, you can't control me with loot. <laughs> hey, you want this shiny little thing? Go kill it's, them. It's fashion is what controls me, baby. <laughs> Pretty helmet. It's got to be the shiny shinies. It's not the guns. Honestly, this game with the guns, that's not the thing that drives me in this game. It's the shiny outfit. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. It's definitely not the shooty shoots. But honestly, like they've referenced it in the lore, how we're like totally not controllable. Oh, yeah. We're a bunch of like weird space zombies that like dance like we dance aimlessly and like randomly jump to our deaths and like are totally uncontrollable. Oh yeah, definitely. And like and we're we fucking are, weird. And we are loot hungry. Yeah, but I mean like I know like we think of ourselves as like a weird force for good, but like we're a force that could really just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And that's, I think, the problem that Niamuni have with us. Yeah. And, like, that's probably why, like, Rohan asked if we were, I think it was Rohan who asked yep. in the thing, like, are you here with the invaders? Which I thought was, like, a weird fucking question to ask us. And we're it, like, no. It is, but, like. But, I mean, now, having, like, stepped back. Right, having stepped back, and especially after reading these two entries, like, it makes sense. Yeah, after reading the second one, it makes a ton of sense. And, like, what this light bearer, I totally already forgot this light bearer's name after it's sitting in front of me. 
Lamanak Lee went through with all the people that died, like around them. It's awful. Like they suffered to make sure that they would stay safe. Like they are a right. hero. Right. And and like that's that's kind of what the Cloud Striders agree to. Like they they become the shield for the people. You know, Cloud Striders are supposed to die, not everyone else. Not part of the arrangement. Yeah. Anyway, uh should we read the next one? Absolutely. All right. I'm excited. Me the too. Next one, <laughs> man, I love these. These are great. This next one is the Blue Jay. One, two, three. Eyes on me, niños. It's Thursday. And you know what that means? That's right. It is Cloud Strider Day. What do the Cloud Striders do? Right again. They keep us all safe. And how do we tell them thank you? By remembering them. Today, we will learn about Blue Jay. The Blue Jay is a very clever bird. You might have seen one in the parklands. Some can even talk. The Cloud Strider who picked Blue Jay as his call sign was very clever. Many Cloud Striders are soldiers or engineers, but Blue Jay was a game designer. Do you know what a game designer is, children? That's right! A game designer makes vid games! Maybe you've played a vid game with your parents in the Cloud Ark. Blue Jay was the very first person to make a vid game in the Cloud Ark. Before that, we did not know it was a whole world. We could not use it to make art or visit friends. We could just put things in it to save them for later. Like the closet. And the closet seems scary at first, doesn't it, Ninos? But if you are brave, you can find lots of fun things inside. So, Blue Jay helped us expand how we use the cloud arc. He made it a place we could play or even live if we needed to. And when he made his game in there, he also learned that the Vex used the cloud arc too. They could not get in, but the Cloud Ark was so strong, they could use it to do their work for them, even from outside, using the force of the veil to turn their own machines. Like when the wind turns a turbine. Blue Jay learned he could jump from the Cloud Ark to the Vex network, and he sabotaged their machines from the inside. The Vex were very confident and did not think that he could find them, so they were careless. And so Blue Jay scared them, and they ran away! And what we learned is that being careless with the Cloud Ark is dangerous, isn't it? That's why you always close your open ports and keep your passcode secret, because the Vex remember being scared, and they'll frighten you to get us back. That's all for today, Ninos. Three, two, one. Now have fun. And remember, thank you, Cloud Striders. Carlita Capybara, Capybara Corner, Season 44, Episode 23. <laughs> These are cute. You are having way too much fun with this. I think it's adorable. 
<laughs> also, I also know the story behind this one. This is a terrifying story. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we have to read the next one for you to get the actual story behind this one. This is a terrifying story. But um, I like how they call it a vid game. That's cool. Right. Um, because video is too many syllables. Anything to make it shorter. It, like, why would you say <laughs> the EO in video? Like, come on. I, I mean, yeah. Seriously, why? I mean, <laughs> I like it. I mean, that's it's snappy vid game. That's cool. So, <laughs> so like... After listening to this one, after reading this, for anyone who has read or seen Ready Player One, like I am directly thinking of of the uh, the Oasis, mm-hmm. which was the the essentially it was like the OS and the internet combined together into like virtual reality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking the cloud arc is. Like, I am getting strong vibes of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seeing the people in their weird little shimmery body things because they're mm-hmm. in the cloud arc and walking around just makes the city feel so empty when we're actually, like, in Neomuna. It It does. And it makes me kind of hate it because we don't see any people. <laughs> Just like, yeah, well. I mean, it makes sense why we don't see people, especially with the fact that, you know, they're being invaded. I know. But what are you going to do? I mean, we're breaking their city. (laughs) We're breaking every single thing with guns. I mean, terrible. We're light wielders, light bearers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The one part that I, I, as an IT person, the one part I latched on to, that's why you always close your open ports and keep your mm-hmm. passcode secret. Because the yep. Vex remember being scared and they'll frighten you to get us back. Mm-hmm. I am going to use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think it's interesting that he turned it from storage into an actual virtual space like by himself. That is impressive. Yeah. But he learned he could jump from the cloud arc to the Vex network. Yeah. And then sabotage the Vex from the inside. So, like, essentially this person figured out how to actually create a graphical interface Mm -hmm. for this, this large infrastructure. Right. And then learned how to hijack his or their way into another network that was adjacent. Mm-hmm. Like that's impressive. Yeah. And especially with the fact that they're they are a or he is a cloud strider, like that that means he learned how to do all this and was able to actually do it within a 10 year span. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that the cloud arc is connected to the veil. And they were essentially using it as a thumb drive. So they were using like a a huge paracausal entity as a thumb drive. I'm thinking more like a SAN, but same concept. Yeah. 
if they were just storing files in it, like, yeah. Yeah. They're just like putting their, you know, their anime library in there. Just ignore that that whole folder of porn. It's their hentai and their anime. Like all their waifus are in there. It's essentially <laughs> just like what they were using it for. Like all their anime waifus. All of them. God. That's it. That's what was in there. And the Vex were trying to get them. They're like, no. Anyway, um, should we move on? I mean, like, I what he did is amazing. And it he is. made him way more useful than like storing anime waifus. It, it is. Yeah. And, and that's that's why I was impressed. Like it Yeah. He was able to actually create a graphical interface and an organizational system so that, you know, they could use the cloud arc for not just storage like they could actually live their lives in it i mean he's he must have known more about what the veil was and how it it kind of like knits the whole universe together sort of because it also has something to do with like powering strand more and strand has something to do with like the mind and something something this because, the psychic know. energy that connects everything yeah right but since it like boosts strand and that and ugh, it's all just fucking i don't know he must have known stuff like that because you could also like store whole ass consciousnesses in there so well, and, and and like live in there like unimpeded. Well, and, and it it also depends on how far along their development with the uh, the veil was, because like if they were already storing consciousnesses and well, they weren't yet, obviously. Okay. But like it wasn't yet. But like if they're storing large amounts of items or or files or you know songs. Well, he's the one that like created the whole thing. Like, that's this guy. Like, he is the one that created the whole thing. Uh, He was the very first person to make a vid game in the Cloud Arc. Yeah, he's the guy that created the ability to store people right, in it. Right. So, I mean... Right. That, that, that's, like, what, that's what I'm getting at, yeah. is that, you know, it, mm -hmm. before Blue Jay, they were able to yeah. store a bunch of files. They were able to... Yeah, anime waifus. Like, they, they were able to use it for their infrastructure controlling and and regulation and that like, kind of stuff but like yeah like data storage but not like data storage and processing but like because of blue jay they got the graphical interface they 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 were able to make s such huge leaps forward in using the cloud arc for everyday use rather than just you know the, the, the critical infrastructure yeah I mean, because of him, they went from 2D to 3D waifus. Right. I, so. I hate that, but yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you want to read the next one to see what actually happened? Ghibli's. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Neo Luna Department of Public Safety. Case number Hub End 6067111. C. Jane, 7. Transcript. Do not distribute. Sentencing case, pub end 6067111. C. Jane, 7. 
Councilwoman Martella Sanga presiding. The accused has been found guilty of trespassing in the civic data architecture, colloquially known as the cloud arc, illegal simulation, and public endangerment. It has been a very long week, Mr. Jane. But again, this council will show you leniency if you assist us by disclosing your co-conspirators. The only criminals I've worked with to date are the ones handing down this sentence. Mr. Jane, these charges are... Uh, They're generational trauma with pomp. Mr. Jane... We're the last of humanity, trapped in a bubble. Simulation is an entire frontier we can explore to redefine what it means to be human. <laughs> and you outlaw it because we fear others' bad experiences from hundreds of years ago. Laws exist by the public consensus. It is not your decision alone when and how our society evolves. There are approved channels for simulation research. <laughs> approved, approved channels. Is that what's under all that red tape? M Mr. Jane. The cloud arc is an nth dimensional paracausal fold. And we use it to store library books. We use it to support the public need. Not as some playground. Play? You smug bastard! I lost friends shutting down the Vex Isometry. You wouldn't be sitting there if I That's had enough, Conrad. Only one person in the city gets to make decisions that affect us all, and you would do well to learn from the Cloud Strider what a dire burden that is. Is it such a heavy burden to be this council's lapdog? Heavier than anything you've proven yourself capable of? Let the record show the accused exhibits no remorse for his actions and displays a disregard for the public consensus. Considering the good you accomplished as part of your illegal research, we offer some small mercy. Three years as house arrest and 4,000 hours of community service to be served concurrently. I've never wanted anything but to protect this city and help it grow. You can't punish me to make me stop. Fortunately, some members of this council feel your arguments have merit. If you consent, you will be allowed to work off your debt to society by continuing your simulation research under lapdog oversight, as you called her. Conrad is snarky as fuck. He is. Yeah. The only criminals I've worked with to date are the ones handing down this sentence. Ugh, I love it. Oh, my God. Like that that line right there made me instantly love him. He's just like, you're such a piece of shit council person. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> after reading this, what I'm realizing about the actual structure of the book itself, mm -hmm. the first entry is going to be what their cloud strider name is. And the second entry yes. is what their name, like their born name is. Yes. 
the first entry is always the whitewashed history. The second entry is always what actually happened. So like Stargazer's real name or, you know, given yes. name was Laminac mm-hmm. Lee. Yep. Blue Jay's given name was uh, Conrad, Conrad Jane. Jane. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yep. These are the four, the eight that we got were the four Cloud Striders uh, that we helped from the exotic mission. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I like this. Um, <clears throat> I do too. We're the last of humanity trapped in a bubble. Simulation is an entire frontier we can explore to redefine what it means to be human because they don't know that there are still humans on Earth. Right. So they're like, we need to keep going and like redefine humanity and like keep pushing the boundaries. Well, because like they, they know that there are humans on Earth because... I mean, it wouldn't be public knowledge and put into a children's episode if it wasn't. Um, but at, I think they've written those humans off at this point. I, that's what I was about to say. Like, and they've, they've, maybe they're extinct by now. I think right. they figure they're extinct. Right. That's pretty much what like, I was going to say. Yeah. They've they are considering themselves to be the last of humanity because of how things went with the warlords and they just expected the warlords and what was left on earth to just implode. Right. But it, this actually has like real precedence or real, uh, real, it, it goes with what's going on right now with AI, like yeah. and you outlaw it just because we fear others as bad experiences from hundreds of years ago. Like it's he's essentially saying like you're doing a knee jerk reaction just because you fear bad experiences like they could be saying you're outlawing it because of what happened with Rasputin. Right. Because, I mean, Rasputin did like. Well, and that was kind of a bad experience. No, no, no. So so I was looking in a different direction. Oh, tell me more. They were talking. Tell me all about they, your they were, idea. They were talking about simulation, right? What? Yeah. Oh, they could be talking about the Vex. No. Right. The Ishtar Collective. It, yes. Was there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but the Vex are there. I was going to say, like, what group of of people are connected to Neomuna that ha- created simulations of themselves? Yeah. I mean, the Ishtar Collective, but also the Vex are there and they fucked around and found out. Right. Yeah, and made simulations. Well, like I, I don't know how much they'd be able to to do simulations without a, an actual like simulation engine, like right. the the Infinite Forest, right? But like I'm I am dead set on the fact that like these rules came about because of the initial Ishtar Collective. Oh, I mean they're still there. Like, yeah, and they're probably old as dirt at that point. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's their kids at this point, too. Or grandkids. Or, yeah. Because, like, we, we don't have a timeline. They're spawner here. I mean, we do have a timeline. We have, well, season 44 of Carlita Capybara talking about Right, season Blue 44. Jay. But is that, like, actually going with seasons? Or is it each year? I mean, or... I mean, if it's they're talking about Blue Jay and it's already season 44 of a thing, 
like that's still gotta be like 44 years at least plus like the pain of setting up an entire city they're long dead right like that that's that's what i'm getting at you know yeah they're long gone even with humans living a really long life oh but like so so but that's the thing they're they're long gone according to the the blue jay entry but for this entry because we're actually viewing it from the perspective that it it's happened true like that's the problem is that we're looking it's yeah but this is still blue jay like this is still like in a city i'm assuming they're dead i am too they're dead it's it's not even important at this point they're dead like and and they're the first people that came over they're gone and that's like, that's why i'm i'm specifically looking at the yeah. collective because you know simulation is an entire frontier we can explore to redefine what it means to be human and you outlaw it just because we fear others bad experiences from hundreds of years ago yeah it's true like that is specifically because of the the ishtar collective yeah mm-hmm Wild. Because they, they were having existential crises because of, you know, this Vex head is simulating all of reality. Are we simulations as well? Like, it... it ah, Vex simulation stuff makes my head hurt. <laughs> the one line that I really enjoyed was, The Cloud Arc is an nth dimensional paracausal fold, and we use it to store library books. I told you. Yep. It's for waifus. We use it to support the public need, not as some playground. Yeah, lost friends shutting down the Vex isometry. And and that that was exactly what I was thinking was that it's it went from being a SAN, a, a storage area network, to actually being like a full VR thing. Yeah. And it was all because of Blue Jay. Yeah. I think he knew, he was aware of how it tied into the Vex network and how important it was to expand the knowledge of it. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, he was like super pivotal in turning it into what it is today for them. Like, he's kind of badass. And yeah. also, I just like, like how snarky he is. Oh, absolutely. I really like Especially it. Especially with the line like, is it such a heavy burden to be this council's lapdog? Yeah. Like, damn, dude. Yeah. Not holding any punches. No. But but they're like, oh, well, you can continue your simulation research, like, for, you know, working off your debt to society under your lapdog oversight. Yeah. And I I, I loved, I love their, their small mercy. Yeah. It's like three years house arrest and 4,000 hours of community service. Like keep working for us for free where we know where you'll be. Right. Like shut up. And I like how your actions are on trial, not your results. Right. Like we like what you did for us. We just don't like how you did it. Right. We like the end result. We don't like the process. I don't like bureaucrats, and this just fucking proves it. Like, shut up, council person. We don't like how... Sanja. Oh. <laughs> we... Ooh. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> makes me so sad. It they're, they're literally sitting here going, we don't like how hot dogs are made, but we love hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. Man, hot dogs are so good. How dare you? <laughs> Costco hot dogs are amazing. That, no argument there. Put that dollar fifty right in my mouth. I mean, uh, a hot uh, beef injection. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Please delete. <laughs> <laughs> doing a different shout out than normal okay i am shouting out atlantis wash hey best friend sam let's go he uh over the weekend he posted if anybody wanted to do a, a dungeon run for for spire and i i got my ass off the, the couch and i i was like all right you know what let's let's do this i ended up getting the cowboy hat and the last pinnacle that i needed it was all because he set it up. So thank you. I actually, I'm also going to shout out my girlfriend. Uh, she's been having a rough week. And I just want to, to say that, like, she'll get through it. It's just going to be, it's going to feel like crap. She's she's waiting to get to the other side of the, the situation. Oh, I'm so glad. Those are good shout outs. What about you? Um, I will also shout out uh best friend Sam. So but that's just because. <laughs> Hi Sam. Sam is I've shouted him out before. He is my number one best friend destiny player. He and I go way, way, way back for forever. So we were like like forever. And like I knew him because of the left behinds, which was are the clan that you and I met in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he and I, um, we knew each other before he was Atlanta's wash, but he and I were used to just like hang out on patrol and used to wait around for the whisper mission and do fashion together. We still do fashion together. And he was my crimson doubles date every single year. Until Crimson Doubles was no longer around. He's still my Crimson Doubles date. We just don't have Crimson Doubles anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, I love you so much. Hi. <laughs> That's it. That's my shout out. So I have some special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. Um, also, double shout out for Rindle. Rindle, um, all the audio got lost in our last episode. So Rindle had to edit it twice. Like, he did the episode twice, guys. So please, like, if you uh, see him on Twitter, at Rindle Zevas, please uh, give him a hello, because he did double duty on the last episode. Like, I feel so bad for him. Right. Please, like... That is just rough. Please. It's rough doing a long-ass episode like that one, and he did it twice. Like, he's amazing. Please, like, give him all the love you can. My God. I go Rindle. Seriously, thank you so much for putting up with both of us. 
my god we appreciate it yeah we really do um the artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. Thank you so much. The music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. Uh, if you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Yay. Uh, here's some reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at Hey It's Orchid. You can tweet at Elmist at I underscore am underscore Elmist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. I don't even know, but it's five stars. Thank you so much. You can join our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. There's also a link in the episode description. You can also find us on Instagram at guardians of lore, guardians of lore. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. And every little bit helps, and we really do appreciate it. Say goodnight, Elemist. Good night, Elemist. <sighs> you set me up so well. I know. I regret it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Otters. You have nothing to say? No. What? So disappointed in you. Goodbye. <laughs> Sentence in case pub end 60671111 C Jane 7. Councilwoman Martella Sanja presiding. God damn it. Sanga? Fuck. Why can't it be Sanja? Sangha. 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 Yep. Mm. Or Sangha. Sangha. It's probably Sanja. Sangha. 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 Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Councilwoman Martella Sangha presiding. Sentencing case pub end 60671111C Jane 7. Councilwoman Martella Sanja presiding. Sanja, goddammit. Sentencing case, pub end 60671111C Jane 7. Councilwoman Martella Sanja presiding. Sanja. Sanja. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, whatever I... works, right? <laughs> I'm just Lyra. laughing because you did the exact same one. <laughs> I know. It was it was just like Sanja is my friend. And so I see something that remotely looks like their name. I'm gonna say Sanja. No, but it's just the whole fact that you're just like Councilwoman Martella Sanja. Fuck. Okay, let me try Fuck. that again. It should be okay. <laughs> Sanga. 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 Okay, let's try that again. Councilwoman Martella Sanja. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> It's because my brain is made of Swiss cheese. It has holes in it. It's either that or it's made out of strands. So it's just a wad of green spaghetti. It's green spaghetti. <laughs> anyway. Let's try okay. that again. The accused has been found guilty of trespassing in the civic data architecture colloquially. 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 Colloqu
Cool. <laughs> God damn it, Almost. <laughs> cool. Liquidly. How cool. do you say that word? Colliqually. 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 Shut up. God damn it. How do you say it? Colliqually. 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 Hey, you. Colliqually. Colliqually. Fuck. Now you're gaslighting me into saying it wrong. Colliqually. I'm not gaslighting shit. Learn to speak English. What the fuck are you talking about? Colliquial. Colloquial. Colloquially. 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 We're all wrong. <laughs> the three of us don't know how to speak English. I do. It's colloquially. Colloquially. Oh, is it? Fuck. Shit. <laughs> colloquially. Colloquially. Okay. I'm still saying. Oh, we're gonna be here all night. Uh, <laughs> this is fine. This is great. It's, this is fine and great. This is bloopers. This is gonna be an outtakes for sure. Oh god. Okay. Shut up. I'm reading this. Are you really? I'm the council person. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. The accused has been found guilty of trespassing in the civic data architecture colloquially. Colloquially. <laughs> colloquially. How the fuck do you say coal? I'm sorry, licking what? Loke. <laughs> Wheelie. Colloquially. Colloquially. There we go. That's good. Cloaca? <laughs> it's fine, you're gonna have to splice all this together. Yep. 